Welcome back to Ambition and Grit. It's no secret that running a business is never easy. There will always be challenges to overcome, obstacles to navigate, and setbacks to face. But it's how we approach these challenges that ultimately determines our success. From new technologies and market conditions to fierce competition, it can be tough to stay afloat. But it's important to remember that these challenges are not insurmountable. With the right mindset and approach, you can overcome any obstacle and emerge even stronger than before. In today's episode, Dave shares his experience in overcoming business obstacles and tough economic conditions. Since starting Remax, I've lived through nine different presidencies. Some were good, some were awful, and some were just pathetic. Yet, we continued to build our business for over 50 years. During the same time period, we lived through seven recessions, and we're now in our eighth. As the economic climate becomes increasingly more uncertain in 2023, many business owners may find themselves facing fear about a potential recession. Will their business be able to survive on an economic downturn? How will they be able to adapt to changing market conditions? Dave is no stranger to the stress and challenge of economic downturns, but the story of Remax is one of survival. In 1973, when we started the company, we were in a recession. It was created by the oil embargo, so gas prices skyrocketed, put us into a recession. People were having a hard time being able to buy gasoline. Realtors having a tough time getting enough to even show houses. And so the market did definitely slow down. Over the next 50-year period, we went through seven total recessions, and today we're in actually the eighth. Each recession was different. The 80-81 was the collapse of the savings and loan business when all of a sudden 35-40% of the savings and loans in the United States went bankrupt, pushing literally hundreds of thousands of foreclosures into the market. The worst recession, obviously, was really 2007 and 2008. The housing collapse because of the subprime market was truly frightening. The National Association of Realtors dropped from 1.5 million members to 800,000 members in two years. If you look at the depth of the recession, the high end of the market completely dried up, and then the middle of the market dried up. And then realistically, the only thing that made the market up was foreclosures and short sales. A lot of real estate businesses went out of business. Prior to the 2008 recession, the housing market was experiencing a period of rapid growth with rising prices and easy access to mortgage loans. As housing prices soared and the market became increasingly risky, many subprime borrowers found themselves underwater on their mortgages, owing more than their homes were worth. When the housing market collapsed and prices plummeted, the number of foreclosures skyrocketed. Each one of the recessions, we changed our business methods. And the biggest thing that we did to help our agents and our brokers survive that 2007, eight and nine downturn was we decided to teach them how to handle short sales and foreclosures. It really came about because one of our top producers selling only million dollar houses in Paradise Valley called me one day and she says, Dave, I haven't sold anything less than a million dollars in 10 years. There hasn't been a million dollar listing sell in Paradise Valley in the last 12 months. And I said, how are you surviving? And she said, I took a course on how to get a professional designation. I called the founder of that company up and said, I hear it's awesome. Come to Denver. Why don't you show it to me and my senior officers? If we'd like it, I'll get 10 to 20,000 students through your course 
in a year. Uh, we have our own satellite television network within Remax. He flew in, presented it. I knew at the end of the first day, this is a winning training course. And so we started announcing right away, we're doing a 30-city speaking tour, get your CDP and be an expert in the foreclosure and short sale business. So we started growing during the recession. Dave and his team kept adapting. The IT department had designed a database of Remax agents with details about each salesperson, including their sales volume, location, languages spoken, and expertise. Using their geo-targeting tools, they could refer a salesperson anywhere in the country a Remax office was located. Dave sensed that they had to go on the offensive. I decided that the company needed to be progressive. And we had to go out and go to the biggest mortgage lenders and try to get more than our fair share of the foreclosures and short sales that were there. We got on the jet. We went all over the country and we went to Bank of America and went to Wells Fargo and two dozen other of the big lenders. And I went to Fannie, Freddie. I went to HUD and actually helped HUD rewrite the foreclosure and short sale rules. Kept telling them, we, well, as much business you can give us. So we developed this system. We download all of our information, put it on my laptop. I went to FDIC and I said, we want every listing you can give us. How many do you have? And they, at the time, I don't know, it was 50 or 60,000. And they said, how many you could handle? And I said, over what time period? He says, over a week. I said, all of them? He says, you with your company can handle all of them? We can't even give you the information in less than a month. We did over 75% of their foreclosures and short sales. And they were just handed straight out to REMAX agents hour after hour with about 15 professionals sending them as fast as we could. So that was thinking out of the box. We helped our people who normally were in the upper end of the market, get back in and do the lower end where the foreclosure activity was at. It was this quick thinking new technology and adaptability that helped Remax stay afloat during the 2008 economic crash. And there are timeless principles that you can use to adjust your business, no matter how challenging your circumstances may be today. When you ask me about pivoting, the word pivot really to me means adaptability. Darwin said the most adaptable species survives. And so the dinosaurs could not survive. They couldn't adapt to the lack of oxygen, green stuff to eat, and so on after the major calamity they went through. And so in any business, it's adaptability. What do you do about the supply chain? For instance, I'm aware of a sub sandwich company that has probably the highest quality meat and the highest quality cheese and great bread, very successful, but they got supply chain problems. I mean, like right now, because of the turkey flu, they're having to find turkey someplace. Ordinarily, they're restricted to only buying through one single source, but they can't get enough from the single source. And so they've had to set standards of what it is and tell them locally, you're gonna to have to supplement what we're buying nationally for you. And so that's adaptability. That's immediately saying, we're not gonna stop selling turkey sandwiches. It says, let's go find some local sources that are not in the national supply chain. Adaptability is a key tool to overcoming any obstacles you may face. Many business owners are concerned with the labor shortages, supply chain issues, rising inflation, new technology, and increased competition. They wonder how to prepare for the challenges they may face this year. One simple way you can protect yourself is outthink and outwork your competition. Business changes. There's some basics in business that don't change, but the 
factors surrounding the environment of your business always change. There's lots of market conditions. And so in the first place, outthink them. Learn. Read every article you can find in your industry about what's somebody else doing. It is not the time to stop spending money on education, especially for the boss. The boss has got to be thinking, planning, going to conventions. I'm not talking going to have cocktails and going to the party. I'm talking being in the front row with a pad of paper and asking questions of other people that are doing better. Then you take the ideas back and share it with your management team, and then you implement the management team's philosophies. Pivoting your strategy and staying one step ahead of the competition are business fundamentals that will help your business survive. But how do you navigate a time of crisis with your team? You know, management by crisis is a lousy management technique, but sometimes you get stuck in it. Circumstances happen, loss of key employees, the market changes, interest rate goes up, supply chain crumbles on you. Now you have to find solutions. The most important thing in dealing with your employees is transparency and honesty. If you can put a smile on your face and say, yes, we're behind on some of our payments, we'll never be behind on payroll, we will make it through this, we're a great team, I'm confident in all of us, we're making some adjustments, everybody's working harder, we will get through this. If you're making those adjustments and you're transparent, they know you're not paying your bills on time. They know people are sending you dunning letters. Just be honest with them. In the early days of Remax, we had a lot of bills. I flat out weekly made a sheet, I'm not an accountant, but we made a sheet and listed every dollar we owed to every company we owed. And I left the sheet on my desk that any employee or any salesman could walk in, look at, copy, or study. And I said, we'll never hide anything from you. And we had kept a running total that says, was 600,000 in debt, and we're down to 310,000 in debt, and we're coming down at 20,000 a month. That gives them the confidence, okay, they got a handle on the crisis, go out and sell houses. Over his 50 years in business, Dave has developed a few fundamentals that he sees operating in every successful business. One key ingredient is how you, as the leader, understand and engage with your employees. You know, you can probably come up with 10 or 20 business fundamentals. If you're fortunate and you do them all correctly, you got a great business. Most people can't do them all correctly. You do as many of them as you can. And so, for one thing, fair employment practices. Do you treat your employees as if they're volunteers instead of demanding a wage? If you treat them like they're volunteers, you have an entirely different mindset than just saying, do this and do that. Pretty please and thank you comes into your mouth a lot more often. You have to have a vision, but your employees have to have the same vision. Your company has to stand for something. It's very interesting. The millennial generation, they you know, get the blame for a lot of things that aren't correct. One of the things is that they're really not committed. They don't want to work as hard. That's not true. They'll work hard if it's the right mission. The millennial and the Y and the X actually are very different in that the company values and the mission of the company is more important to them than the paycheck. So if you have two comparable companies, one's paying more, they'll work for a company that they feel better about that is helping the environment or helping the community or helping some group that they have a passion for. Every obstacle is an opportunity for growth and learning. Embrace the challenge and let it fuel your determination to succeed. More importantly, remember that the journey to succeed is not a straight line. There will be ups and downs, twists and turns. 
but with perseverance and a positive attitude, you can overcome any challenge and achieve your business goals. Here's one final tip from Dave. I work them. Spend more hours. And there's an old saying in sports, if your competition is younger and faster, as an older person, train harder, longer, and smarter. You can outwork people with smartness. Thanks so much for tuning into today's show. To find more episodes of the show and learn more about Dave and his story of ambition and grit, visit ambitionandgrit.com. And if you love the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, remember, everything in life worth having takes a little ambition and grit.